I'm a Christian, now what? It's funny because there's not too many people that want to talk about this. And it's something that Holy Spirit has just been ministering to me uh, for quite some time now. It's tough because in a world that we live in where everything is so easy to get. What I mean about that is like, you know, you're hungry, you just go through a drive-thru. You know, you want entertainment, you know, you could just get on your phone, go online or want to watch a movie. You can go to a movie theater, obviously, or once again, go on your phone, get online or, you know, go to Redbox, board, you know, just go to mall, go wherever. You know, everything is just so uh, fleshly. And I'm trying my best to not sound Christian easy. What I mean by that, I'm not trying to use, you know, uh, Christian talk or, you know, just Bible talk or anything like that. Because I'm guilty of doing it. And so forgive me. I don't, I don't mean to come at you that way. But the bottom line is, so I'm a Christian, quote unquote, right? Christian. Now what? And this message is for those of you who just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Praise God. I just want to say congratulations. This is exciting. It's a great thing. Despite what religion or, you know, weird quote-unquote Christian folks may do, and I pray that they, they won't do nothing to hurt you, I'm telling you, for you personally, you receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, obviously is the most wonderful, the main thing that we were put on this earth to do. It's to call upon the name of Jesus Christ as Lord. That's it. I mean, that's it, to call upon. And so the question is now, okay, well, Joey, yes, I did that. Now what? Now what? Because... The life that I now know it is either changing or is gone or I don't feel different. Now what? And I'm thankful for this opportunity to speak on this subject because it is a tough one. There are many, many Christians that were given the short sell. What I mean about that was that, you know, kind of like selling life insurance or something, just a short sell, they sh whoever it was, what, whether it was a family member, whether it was a friend, or maybe it was, you know, a, a preacher, a pastor, or evangelist, you know, whether you got caught up in emotion and, you you know, it, was, it just seemed like the right thing to do and I was excited and all my friends were doing it and I was at camp or, you know, where, wherever your situation is, you know, I was in the hospital and I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting anything about what that situation was like for you. Where I'm getting at is when you called upon the name of Jesus Christ, what were you believing for? I can tell you right now when I was very sick, I thought I knew him. Uh, my wife, Praise God, my wife of 17 years, Trish, she's a pastor as well. And um, the way God has been using her is just in her relationship and in spending intimate time. 
back then she was atheist. And I'm saying all this because at that time, I just knew that I was, I was very, very sick. And I was scared. And I lived, I lived a horrible life. Horrible upbringing. I'm not doing any compare. I'm not comparing to you by any means. I'm just sharing with you. And so when it came to the point of knowing that, man, this may be it. You know, it really put a, it really put like a check of reality as far as what I was facing. And what moved me even more was that my wife at the time, who was atheist, and even though she was atheist, she prayed. And I'll tell you right now, I remember seeing her bent down, praying, on her knees, in our room. And I knew salvation came upon our house because what's amazing is you know when God is there. And, uh, of course, long story short, you know, we both received Jesus Christ, both got baptized in Holy Spirit, and never the same. But when that took place, you know, not only did God heal me from every disease, heal us from every disease, everything that you can think of, but when that miracle took place, it was like, wow. Right? And you're like, thank you, Jesus. I know for those of you listening, it's like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. God healed me from this. Or he, you know, he touched my heart this way. Or, you know, I, I got healing over something that I could never get get over. You know, pain, hurt, whatever, whatever it was. And when you know God is real and you know that he is in you and working in you, it's amazing because you don't want to leave quote-unquote leave that state that you're in because it's it's amazing and so what happens you know you go home and you know one day turns into like a week later and you're going back to church and then now all of a sudden it's like okay you know this is great I'm worshiping God this is awesome so let's fast forward and maybe some of you there's no need to fast forward maybe you're just within the first week or you just got saved last night or the day before Praise God. Once again, that is what we're here to do, is to call upon the name of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. That's, that's it. You're saved. The question is, now what? Right? Because, I mean, I'll tell you right now, as far as for the way Trish and I was living, you know, it's not that we were living crazy, wild, you know, lives. I mean, I'm not judging nobody. I mean... It, crazy wild doesn't doesn't even mean anything to me it, it was just a matter of uh what what can we do because you know we used to like to go to clubs go to parties um hang out with people that for one uh they did not know jesus which is a great opportunity to minister right to share jesus but unfortunately in the season that we're we were in and religion you know, um, being surrounded by many religious people, religious hearts, 
you know, oh, well, you don't want to go do that. You know, you, you don't want to go do that. You don't want to. And, it, you know, they put up all these boundaries. And so Trish and I, we were just so confused because we did not know what to do anymore. You know, like, do we just sit here and stare at each other? I mean, I read my Bible all the time. Is this all we're supposed to do now? Just read our Bible all the time? You know, and what's amazing is that what happened in both of us is that we went from filled with Holy Spirit, because once again, we got baptized with Holy Spirit. And if you question that, then we'll talk more about that. But we were saved by Jesus Christ, filled with Holy Spirit because we wanted the power of God. We want Holy Spirit because it's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. When Jesus was baptized, Holy Spirit came upon Jesus and filled him. That's, that's God's perfect home. It was his beloved, begotten son, his only son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So this is awesome because we get to talk about this now for a little bit. Is that that's what we wanted and praise God we got that. So we had this fire, this zeal, you know, just this excitement. You know, we're going to tell the world. We're going to, you know, we're just going to love on people in Christ and show, you know, show people Jesus and everything. But what happened quickly, very, very quickly, there was this confusion as far as, well, you don't want to go there. You don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know. And it, it was just amazing because there were so many rules now where we didn't know what to do. We didn't know. And believe it or not, our zeal, our fire, our excitement, our happiness and everything, it was going away very, very fast. And why was that? Well, to answer that, it was because of being religious. Now, We've taken something that God gave to us, that Jesus Christ paid for, being filled with Holy Spirit, right? Just knowing the grace of God, knowing His goodness. I mean, come on now, I just told you guys. He healed. He healed in such a way that it was just absolutely amazing. Beyond what you can comprehend, beyond what doctors can explain. You know it's only God of this universe that can do it, and it's what Jesus Christ paid for. Why? Jesus Christ lives in my heart. So I know you're like, well, Joe, you're like a broken record now. I get it. I get it. I did the same thing, but where I'm at is I don't know what to do. I mean, it seems like I got no friends. I got no life. I don't, you know, I can't go there. I can't do this. And this is what I'm going to tell you. Yes, you can. You can do those things. However, are you filled with Holy Spirit? See the difference? The difference in someone thinking that they can't go do this, they can't go do that, they, you know, is someone that is in religion and in works in the law because they're thinking that their performance is actually going to influence or change who God is. Let me explain. These folks think that if I mess up, I'm going to change God where he's not going to be good, he's going to be bad, and he's going to discipline me. Which you and I both know, that's from the pit of hell. That's not the way God is. God is not double-minded. God is a good, loving, perfect Father. That's why He gave us Jesus Christ. Why did Jesus Christ leave? Why did He die? Because God wanted to move into our hearts. God wanted Holy Spirit to be living in us. To be in charge. 
You see what I'm saying? When you spend time with God, because, see, you cried out to God. You wanted to be a child of God because you knew God was calling you. I'm answering this call. Jesus Christ, you are my Lord. Amen. I know that that's basically what Holy Spirit's giving me to say to all the people listening. That happened on that glorious day. Jesus, you are my Lord. I do not belong to myself. I belong to you, Father God. You are saved by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now the opportunity comes where you can solidify, right, the marriage, the evidence of your marriage with God through the seal of Holy Spirit in knowing God, in having a relationship with God, right, spending time with Him, right, because it's a relationship. But see, what's being taught almost everywhere, anywhere you go, is that there's there's this religion. This religion is what killed Jesus Christ. This religion is what crucified, is what tortured Jesus Christ. Not only tortured him on the cross, but tortured him through this life. It brought trials and tribulation because religion is in the mind. Religion is what tries to control the temple of God and tries to get us into the standing of having to perform, having to work, having to do something to earn, to gain. This is what's so awesome about Holy Spirit. When you completely just give up, when you just lay it all down. See, I have not now, I need to back up and say this because I know quite a bit of people, praise God. I know quite a bit of people, and there are so many that are just wonderful and amazing, and you just know that they're filled with Holy Spirit based on. The, the way they live their life, the fruits of their life. Once again, it's not performance, it's not work-based, but it's just God living through them where you just know, man, you're special. And it's funny because it's not them, it's just God living through them. Amen? And then there's other people that claim that, you know, they have that relationship, but then you see the life that they live and you're like, ah, I don't know, you... That's it, questionable, Right? And you don't need you don't pass judgment on them, but you're just looking as far as the way they live their life. You see, the point that I'm driving at is that when somebody says that they are sick and tired of something, this is what Holy Spirit's given me as far as wisdom. You have people that say they're sick and tired, but yet they keep running back to the same thing over and over again, which is a, one of the definitions of insanity. Or, you know, that's how insanity is defined. You know, you keep doing the same thing over and over again, wanting different results. That's insanity. So I'm going to tell you right now, that's the fruit of being insane. Oh, I'm sick and tired. Of, I'm sick and tired of doing these drugs. Next, you know, next week, you know, they're doing it again, right? But yet they call themselves Christians. And, of course, the lost, you know, the ones that don't even know Christ, don't want to know Jesus, you know, they made that choice. That You know, that's just the life they live. Then on the flip side of that, you got people, you know, living a life of abundance, and they tell you, I spend time with God, I pray all the time, I'm just thanking Him for everything. And, you know, you just see the evidence of that in their life because they're happy, right? Their joy, you know, their joy is like on levels that is unspeakable because they're just always happy. Um, you just want to be around them all the time. When you're around them, you don't want to break away because it's just, you know, it's God. Once again, it's all God. It's all Holy Spirit living a life through us. But 
it's how much we let him, right? We went through the insane. They they don't want to give up anything to God, right? But some say they know Jesus. Some say they don't. Okay, that's that's not for me to judge at all. I, you know, I'm not even touching that subject. All I'm touching on is how much of their life, how much of their pride did they let go and let God work in that area. On the other hand, you have someone who is completely devoted to Jesus, wanting to live a life to glorify God, and they give everything up to God and let Holy Spirit, and then you see the fruit of that. You see the evidence of Holy Spirit, their marriage with God, in their oneness with God, because, I mean, I'm talking about, praise God, I'm talking about sons and daughters of God, that they're just always in constant worship and communication with Him, and then they, they, they do things on what Holy Spirit tells them to do, whether it's to bless somebody, whether it's to go there to do this, and those are the ones that you just know, wow, you know, they're on fire, they're in worship, you know, they're in worship constant, you know, for God, you know, they're just so thankful and everything. And that's the will God has for you in Jesus. Amen. So where are you at? You know, right? I mean, this is what's so great about how this podcast is put together and the anointing that Holy Spirit has us speaking about this subject. Because when you receive Jesus, is it a personal thing that you're, you want Jesus to, to live in your life and you want Holy Spirit to be in charge of your life so that you start living the life God has intended for you to live. Now, if you said yes to that immediately, like you said, yes, that's what I wanted. Glory to God, because uh, I'm going to pray with you and uh, we'll just pray right now. OK, we'll pray right now. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you, Father God, for my brother, my sister who received you, Lord Jesus Christ, in everything that you paid for. I thank you so much, Holy Spirit, that your anointing falls upon them, goes in them, fills them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, just flowing, Father God, in overflow. I thank you for your anointing, Holy Spirit. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to change their heart, change their mind, that they renew their thinking in you, Lord Jesus Christ, in everything that you have done. I just thank you so much for the anointing upon their lives, for the power that you've given them, Father, through your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, that their hands are anointed, that whatever they touch, Father, that it will be blessed, that whatever they put their hands to, Father, will be blessed, that they could speak your word, Father, which is in their hearts, that the power of Holy Spirit, when it is spoken to that thing, Father, healing comes upon that thing, prosperity comes upon that thing, blessings, Father, come upon it, because they speak life. I thank you, Father, for them. And I command, Father, in the name of Jesus, for the enemy to flee. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you push the enemy away. You silence the enemy, and the enemy has no voice in their life. I thank you, Father God, that you've removed religion, that you've removed pride, that you removed all this stuff, Father God, that tries to hinder them. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. I thank you so much for that opportunity to pray with you. Now, once again, you said yes to that because you said, Joey, that's what I want. I don't want to live this life anymore. I want God to live this life. I want God to have the career in me. I want God to have the family in me. I want to be the father. I want to be the mother. I want to be the son, the daughter. I want to be everything God wants me to be. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Because right there, Holy Spirit in you 
is flowing. Holy Spirit's searching your heart. Holy Spirit's changing things. But see, let's not put God in a box. Because remember, He's not in the temple. He's not in the Holy of Holies. He's in the Holy of Holies in our heart. He lives in you. So let's remove all the boundaries off of God. Because not only is He examining you right now as you hear this. And you're just praying. You're worshiping God and how amazing and perfect He is. But now He's just examining every part of you. And he's bringing healing. He's healing your past. He's making you forget things that you were holding on to. Now remember, this is the critical part because if you choose to hold on to that, once again, let's not talk so much about the insane, but that's them, right? The insane, they want to hold on to all these things. They want to do it, right? They say they're sick and tired, but they're really not. Because Holy Spirit gave me this revelation. Only the spirit will get sick and tired. The flesh never will. The flesh will just, you know, the flesh just, the flesh will just kill itself. Because that's what the flesh does. But spirit, hallelujah, Holy Spirit, when you say, I'm done. I don't want, I lay this down at the feet of Jesus. I don't want nothing to do with this anymore. That's when Holy Spirit says, all right, I'm in charge. Now, remember, because we have a spirit, right? We have a soul. I am a spirit, right? We have a soul, and I live in this body. Though there, there are things now, because there's emotions and all that stuff, which we will address here in a little bit. But what I would just want to not only encourage you with, but I just want to bless God with this, is that you have completely opened yourself up to have Holy Spirit flow in you. The Spirit of God flowing in you. Which means not only does God bring heaven to you, heaven on earth but at the same time he wants to hear your desires he wants to have a relationship with you holy spirit wants to talk to you holy spirit wants to bless you so i encourage you to do this in your personal relationship with god our father once again it's everything that jesus christ paid for amen so now we go back to the question in what was asked earlier i'm a christian now what this is where this boldness takes place because if you are one of the many that said, I want to be overflowing in Holy Spirit. I want to worship God in spirit and in truth. That's John 4, 24. If you need a cross reference, John 4, verse 24, Jesus Christ says this. God is a spirit. The original, the original meaning was God is breath. But those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus Christ said this. Why would our Lord and Savior Jesus say that? Because it's important and that's what God wants. Right? Jesus is the truth, the way and the life. Filled in overflow with Holy Spirit. Right? We're taking back to when he was baptized by John the Baptist. And the Spirit of God came upon him like a dove. Right? And God our Father even said, this is my son. His beloved. Right? Isn't it beautiful? That's what God is saying about you. This is my daughter. This is my son. My beloved. And I'm just so thankful that we have this opportunity right now to just completely take all limits off of God and say, Father, I am yours. You are mine. You live in me and you overflow in me. May I even be so bold to say that God is your teacher. He will reveal to you his deepest secrets. He'll minister to you. The gospel is in you. Oh, but Joey, I don't know. Any scriptures that much. I don't know. I can't preach. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter what you know. It's what you trust in, and that trust is in Christ. That trust is Jesus Christ is your Lord. God lives in you, and Holy Spirit will be your teacher, your pastor, your comforter, your helper. He'll be your everything. He is. And we love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Amen. So, what do I do now? It's a great question. And I'm not dodging it because it was tough. As I confess to you, as far as with Trish and I, there were nights where, yeah, we read our Bible and we just stared at each other. But what was amazing is that, you know, we started to get depressed. We started to get upset, angry. We started to become real critical because we started hanging around real religious folks. Now, let me explain. Religious folks versus spiritual folks are completely different. Okay? This is what I mean. A religious person will say to you that, you know, there are, this is the way to put it. This is what Holy Spirit is giving me. A religious person versus a spiritual person is someone that is involved in works, in religion, works. Um, that's a big one. Um, and how you perform, you know, a legalistic view, you know, um, versus someone with a relationship with God, it's all about grace. What is grace? Holy Spirit. So those are the defining factors. Either you have works, right, of law, works of religion, religious, you know, um, versus relationship. So an example I can bring to the table is, you know, if I go to church and I'm singing all the songs, I'm dancing, jumping up and down, you know, speaking, you know, weird, whatever. And I'm doing all that stuff, right? And I, and you see me and you're just like, wow, you know, he's really into it. He's really blessed. He's really moving, right? But then as soon as I get in the car, as soon as I leave church, as soon as, you know, as soon as I'm in the vehicle with Trish, you know, I'm just cussing and I'm just mad and I'm just like, you know, I'm just a horrible husband, right? And I'm just, you know, what, what does that show you? Am I in a relationship with God or am I in religion? Let, let, let me add to it. And forgive the stuttering. It's just, I'm so excited. And these are one of those moments in our worship, in this podcast that, you know, I'm just being completely transparent to you. Um, I just, you know, want to speak real and want to, kick the enemy in the teeth like we all do, drag that demon or those demons out into the light, and by the light of Christ, just burn them, you know, just vaporize them. And that's what we're doing because, you know, I'm tired of the enemy trying to attack the body, you know, and, and, and getting away with it. No longer, no more. So, you know, so what I just demonstrated to you as far as, you know, just being all up, in everybody's face about God is good, God is great, you know, even acting the part, singing songs, dancing and all stuff. What happened when I just, you know, in this story told you, as soon as I get in the car with Trish, I'm yelling, I'm screaming, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not loving, I'm not, it's insane, right? That's being religious. That is being 
full of religion, pride. You know, it's all showboat. You know, I mean, it's, it's just all garbage. It is. You're just a clanging symbol, the Word of God says. Without love, you're just a clanging symbol, right? We know love is Jesus Christ. So we have Jesus Christ, right? And praise God, I know who I'm talking to. So out of, you know, out of just the utmost respect for you, you receive Jesus and you're just worshiping God. And, you know, whether you do sing songs, great. I do. I love singing. You sing songs and maybe some of you are just, you know, you know, very quiet. I don't need to sing songs. I'm just worshiping God. I'm thanking him for everything that Jesus did. I'm thanking him because he's a good, perfect father. He loves me that he would give me his only begotten son to experience that kind of pain, right? And maybe that's why you received Jesus because you had that revelation through Holy Spirit. Man, God loves me so much that he gave me Jesus. And you see Jesus that way, right? So you're just worshiping in silence. Or maybe, you know, your personality is, I just need to get up, run around, jump up and down. Man, but I am so thankful. I am so thankful. Every fiber of me, I can't keep still. I am so thankful, right? That's awesome, right? We see all these different ways of worship. The difference with someone spiritual is when they leave, when they're no longer seen by anybody, when they're by themselves or maybe with their loved ones. They have that same heart of worship for God that overflows on anyone around them. That they're loving, that they're encouraging, that they're still praising God, right? And it doesn't have to be praise God in a weird way where every five minutes you're saying, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. No, that's not where I'm headed at. And I don't mean to offend anybody if that's what you do because praise God, that's where you're at. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But I've also been around people that are quick to say, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. But the moment, the moment they're not with someone that is spiritual, they're not with someone who is a child of God, what are they doing? They're in the insane mentality, right? Because there's, there's no relationship there. You see, you are the beloved of God. You are. I just said to you earlier, that is what God has said to you and continues to say to you because you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. You are one in Him, sealed with Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit is working through you. So I encourage you with this thought, that God is just in your heart, just wanting to do everything for you, anything. Wanting to spend time with you, wanting to embrace you. Why wouldn't you? Amen? So here we are. We're at this crossroad of I am saved, now what? You see, the devil wants you to think that, okay, you are saved, so now you have to stay in the spiritual because you cannot be in the flesh. Let me repeat that. The devil wants you to believe that, you know, you need to stay in the spiritual. You can no longer be in the flesh because you will fall. Because sin has power over you. See, that's what religion teaches right now. That stay in your bubble, you know, do your works, say your prayers, read your Bibles, right? 
look a certain part, act a certain part, and you're going to be good. I want to bless you and say, that's from the pit of hell. Okay? The word of God says that we not conform to this world. You know, that we are peculiar people because we have Holy Spirit in charge of our lives. That's why you're peculiar. Remember that. You're peculiar because you no longer live this life yourself. Holy Spirit lives it. God is in charge. God lives inside you. You do not conform to this world because you renew yourself in the thinking of the thoughts God has for you. You're in the will of God because you're thanking God always for what Jesus Christ did for you. So what happens now when you're in this personal consuming relationship? It's a consummate love. It's, it's a perfection of love. It's agape love, godly love. What happens now when you have this worship in your heart in how you love God and how you honor him and how you glorify him? What happens? The grace of God is manifested within you where this world, this flesh, sin cannot stick to you, cannot attack you. Now I know that there's distractions. I understand this. There's distractions because we live in this flesh. The word of God says we fall short of the glory of God. But see, when you submerse yourself, when you completely just meditate on the grace of God in Jesus and how the grace is living in you and through you and overflowing in you, God gives you such a supernatural power to not only overcome, but to be able to minister to those who are enslaved in bondage in this world. Because in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ, God lives in us, in our heart. We receive Jesus Christ in us. God lives in us. We are in Jesus Christ. There is freedom. Now, by no means would I ever tell any one of you who just received Jesus Christ and you were just healed from a drug addiction. You know Holy Spirit burned it out of you. No drug addiction whatsoever. Thank you, Father God, that this thing cannot come back in Jesus' name. That they are sealed with your Holy Spirit. That there is no addiction that can ever come their way. That they can minister. Hallelujah. See now, being obedient to Holy Spirit, God will give you a time down the line, right? Down the road in a season where you will be ministering to those. Maybe in the jail. Maybe to family members that are struggling with it. That you will be able, because you're equipped, right? You're equipped through Holy Spirit, being obedient to what God has for you to be able to share and show the gospel of Jesus Christ, to show them, look at what God did for me. This is what he wants to do for you. Let me lay hands on you and pray for you. Praise God. Now bookmark that part right there. Hallelujah, because that's encouraging. That sets well in all of us. That is our anointing and Holy Spirit. That's what we're told to do by the blood of Jesus, right? That's what the voice calls out for us to do. The word tells us that in our hearts. We speak that word out. And we know it just brings back blessings. So that's where we're at. Now let's flip gears to, you know, let's flip pages, switch gears to the insane person. The insane person who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus, right? But does not want anything to do with Holy Spirit. 
they will go ahead and just start telling people about Jesus, right? And thinking that, okay, well, I'm just going to go back, you know, to my drug dealer's house or to so-and-so place without even being led or guided or even talking to God about it, right? The Word cautions us. Jesus cautions us about this. And Jesus cautions us about how the enemy wants to swoop in and steal the seed. The seed is the kingdom of heaven. The seed, right? We, we want the seed of Christ planted in good ground so when it grows, it, it, it produces good fruit. That's what, the, that, that's what God says. That's what the Word says. You know, we abide in Him. He abides in us, right? So that we bear good fruit. Apart from Him, we can do nothing. Well, the insane, I'm telling you right now, they just wanted to go apart. They wanted to be apart from him. So they go and do these kind of things, once again, without listening to Holy Spirit, without spending time with God, and then they get, they get trapped up. They stumble, you know, they stumble, they get trapped up. And it's just a horrible situation to be in. Now, if you are one of these folks that are coming back to Jesus and, and, you know, you just rededicated your life and you just said, you know, I, I went down the wrong. Praise God. I just want to say congratulations because, for one, in, in, in those times of disobedience that you went through, in those seasons of disobedience, you know in your spirit because listening to this podcast and being, being able to worship God together right now, the anointing of Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you know during those seasons, you were never left. God never left you. Amen? You left. You made a decision. And see, and that's the thing that this world needs to understand. That God, God allows everything. Right? God allows everything because it's your will. It's your choice. But when you're in Him, right? God is a God of goodness, perfection, of blessings, of mercy, of grace. God floods you with his kindness, with everything that you can possibly imagine. You can't even comprehend as far as how much he loves you. That's what God is. That's who God is. That's what he is in us. And then when you think about as far as those seasons and being disobedient and doing what you want to do, it hurt Holy Spirit, right? But see, what happens is those people who call upon the name of Jesus but completely wanting to be apart from God, when they went and started doing all these things and all these bad things started happening to them, right? Because the devil, right? The devil has a plan. John 10.10 10 says, The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I come to give you life and life in abundance, right? That's what the Bible says. That's all red text in what Jesus Christ our Lord had to say about that. The devil loves to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come so that you have life and that you may have it abundantly. Abundantly is in Holy Spirit. Amen. I just say congratulations to you, beloved. Praise God that you let down. You, you, you know, you just let it go. You let it, you let it, you let it completely go. You laid it down. And you said, Father, forgive me. I make you my Lord and Savior. However, you said that prayer, glory to God, because now, the anointing upon you has ever more increased in overflow because of the seasons that you have endured. Those seasons that, man, those seasons when, 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 when you were throwing up, when you were sick, when you were just fiending, 
the seasons that you were just in pain, God was hurting with you. Because once again, you, you had Jesus right in your heart, but you did your own thing. And then the devil had a heyday. But this is what's so great. Now that you are sensitive in Holy Spirit, ask God. Say, God, you, you've delivered me from this. You saved me. You saved my life. Drugs didn't take my life. The devil didn't take my life that way. I pray, Father, for an anointing that on your time, on your divine timing, I'll be able to minister to those to show them the love of Jesus Christ in everything that you have done for me. Amen? You see, we've taken the opening part of this podcast of, I'm a Christian, what do I do now? And I'm, I'm being obedient to Holy Spirit and giving you the answers. It's all in Him. In Christ, in Holy Spirit. That when you experience Holy Spirit, He'll give you direction and power to go about living your life, a life full of joy, peace, love. Because this world needs to see you. You can't be locked up in your room or you can't be not out and about talking to your friends and your family. God needs you to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to this fallen world. The revival is in your heart. Holy Spirit is that fire. And He consumes you right now. And I ask you to just go out. You know, of course, we have to understand the very basics of what Jesus did for us. Is that we died with Him the day He laid His Spirit down. We died with Him. So when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are born again into the body of Christ. The old person has died. The reason why I have to back up and say this to you as you're listening is that your old self is gone. You have no right to talk about all that crap. Now, God will give you opportunities that you can pull from what God has delivered you from your, your past and, and past heartaches and past, you know what I mean, past betrayal, past whatever it is that, that tormented you. God will give you the ability because He's equipped you to show glory to Him by sharing with somebody, you know what, God is so merciful. I was addicted to, to meth. I was addicted to, co to cocaine. And you know what, I can't even stand the thought of it. I, I, have, I have no desire for it whatsoever. I can watch TV and they can talk about it and I have nothing. And it's all because of the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus Christ paid for. Amen. So I encourage you, for one, to plug into a church body. I don't mean a building. I mean, I'm talking about a believers in Christ filled with Holy Spirit. That they're not ashamed to talk about Holy Spirit. Because the only way to get Holy Spirit is through Jesus Christ. Glory to God, right? So if you can't, you know, if you can't even talk about Holy Spirit, then you need to go back to basics. Do you know Jesus Christ? Is He your Lord and Savior? Amen. But I encourage you, plug in with like-minded believers. Plug in. If you can't find anyone, pray for them to come. Pray for them. Pray, Holy Spirit, bring me to the body in which you want me to be in so I can be affected for your kingdom. Right? Now, if you're by yourself, I know it can, I know it can add pressure. But you know what? It's, it, it's, it's all right because even though you may be by yourself in the flesh, you know everything that we've been worshiping God. For this past 40 minutes or so. We're not alone. Jesus lives in our heart. God is in us. 
Holy Spirit actually goes before us. You ask Holy Spirit to go before you, He will. Pushing evil far away from you. Leading you and guiding you into everything good and perfect. Amen? And I encourage you, once again, that you may not have friends that you feel comfortable, right? I encourage you, ask God. God wants to fellowship with you. God wants to spend time and hold you and, and talk to you about everything. Listen to Him. Now, if you work or if you're a student, you know, there's no reason why just because the Bible's on the nightstand, it stays there. The Word is in our heart. So I encourage you through Holy Spirit once again, bless me with someone that I can talk to today. Not to Bible thump them or to show off my scripture knowledge and everything, but just to love on them. Holy Spirit, give me an opportunity to, to praise you in, in an encounter today with someone. Right? You go to work, you know, bless those around you. Right? It's, it's, it's amazing because it's a new life that we live in Holy Spirit. And God wants to give the best to us. Why not ask for the best? Amen? Now, if, you, if, if you're uh, married or if you're, you know, wh whatever it is as far as if you're a, a son or daughter that, you know, you live in your parents' house or whatever it is, you know, my challenge to you is, once again, do not be religious. It's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Ask Holy Spirit, how can I involve my husband? How can I involve my wife? Right? Have Holy Spirit, how can I involve my parents or my children? Right? How can I involve them? And watch what Holy Spirit does. God is a God of bringing us together. God is a God of just overflowing in us to be a blessing to one another. That's who God is. And God wants you to be able to share Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, with everybody. And watch His Spirit go before you. And as you pray for one another, as you bless one another, watch that grow. Watch that revival take place within your family, within your workplace, within your friends. Watch your friends start loving one another. Not the worldly love that the devil has come up with, but in Jesus, in Holy Spirit, in just being able to, to just worship and experience God like never before. I'm a Christian. What now? The what now part is, is just giving it all to Holy Spirit. It's to listening to Holy Spirit, to not allow any man or religion take the place of God. To not, let, to not let anybody stand in the way of your relationship with God. And to allow God to be God in your life. In what Jesus Christ paid for. Amen. Father God, I pray a special anointing, Father. That these words, Father God, that were spoken are so anointed that it brings just fresh new revelation, ideas, visions on all those that hear it, Father of your goodness, of your mercy, of everything that you did, Father, on the cross for us in Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we lift up your holy and precious name. You are the author and perfecter of our faith, Lord. You are our God. And Lord Jesus, you live in us. We belong to you. 
It's because of everything that you have done. We have right standing with our Heavenly Father. And you've given us this gift, Father God, packaged in the skin of Jesus Christ. And we thank you that that gift overflowed out of Jesus when he laid down his spirit, when we died with him. The Holy Spirit that you came upon us, that you birthed us, that you grabbed Jesus from the grave, rose him, that you grabbed us as well as your children, Father. That we are no longer our own, but we belong to you. So, Father, I just pray, Father, a special anointing over all of those who, who were driven, who were driven to hear this message, Father. And I just thank you so much, Father God, for the anointing that you have given us in your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we don't limit you. We never want to hurt you. Never, never quench you. Never. Holy Spirit, flow from within. Revelation, flow from within, Father. Your love, your joy, your peace. Thank you, Father God, for flowing in overflow of all those that are around us and even those that, Father, we have not yet met yet. We ask you, Father God, to bless those that want to be a blessing and that, Father, we are a blessing unto this world who, knew, who needs Jesus Christ. We thank you so much, Father God, for giving us your all in Jesus and we thank you so much Lord Jesus Christ that we are in you and that Holy Spirit that you bless all of those that are listening right now for it's in you we pray Jesus Christ is Lord amen I love you God bless you I thank you so much for this opportunity to worship with you as always thank you so much for your prayers pray for us at God's hand ministries that we're continuing to show the light of Jesus Christ through the power of Holy Spirit. And I just thank you so much for everything that you do and continue to do in Holy Spirit. I ask you to just continue to just running this race because Jesus won it all for us. And I just thank you so much once again for your prayers, for your anointing. God needs you. God loves you. God is on your side. Be blessed. You are a blessing. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Praise God. Amen.